guys, it's your girl Zoe Alexandra. Hope you guys are doing well. We are back here again today for another episode of Matters of the Heart. And guys, I'm so excited for today. I'm so excited because I get to speak on something that's very, very dear to my heart. And it's how to build intimacy with Jesus. And I, I think it's so important uh, for me to be able to teach you guys this because, like I said from the beginning, if we're looking at healing, if we're looking at wholeness... There's no such thing as healing or wholeness if you do not know Jesus. Like I said, it cannot be maintained. Your wholeness, your deliverance cannot be uh, sustained, cannot be maintained outside of the knowledge and um, intimacy with Jesus. So I'm trying to equip you guys with the tools that's required to be able to ensure that this journey that we're taking together is going to be one that is going to be long lasting and is going to be successful. And so stay tuned today as we begin to talk about Three ways in which you can learn how to build intimacy with Jesus. Welcome to the Matters of the Heart podcast with your girl, Zoe Alexandra. Here at Matters of the Heart, your heart matters to God, so it matters to us too. Our motto is whole hearts, sound minds and healed people because we believe God wants that for this generation. So I've created the Matters of the Heart community for women just like you. Women who are strong, resilient. Women who know they don't want their trauma and brokenness to define their story and dictate their lives anymore. Women of God, you are loved, you are chosen, and brokenness is not your final destination. You better believe that. Join me each week as we journey together into the matters of the heart and grow with God into wholeness and freedom. This time you don't have to do it alone, girl. So as I began to prepare for this video, I said, Holy Spirit, I'm not really sure as to how to teach this. And he said you have to look at the person of Jesus and he began to point me to the person of Jesus and said the only way to learn how to build intimacy with the father in the perfect way is to look at the life of Jesus and so if we examine the behaviors the speech the ways the principles that Jesus applied to his life that and permitted him to live a perfect life without sin that permitted him to always stay in right standing with the father that permitted him to live intimately with the father then that will also equip us to be able to build intimacy with the Father in the same way that he did. So what is intimacy? Intimacy is a closeness with somebody else and it's something that is usually established and built over time and it helps you to connect with somebody. And so when you have an intimate relationship with somebody, the kind of, I guess, hallmark features are there's mutual uh, vulnerability, uh, mutual transparency. You are open with that person and you're happy to share with them. And so this intimacy, this vulnerability, this openness, it brings a closeness between uh, two parties, enabling them to have a close relationship. And this is what the Lord Jesus wants for us. He wants us to be able to be vulnerable with him. He wants us to be able to be open with him. He wants us to be able to share with him. He wants us to feel close to him, connected to him, that even our intimacy with him even grows over time. This is his desire for us as the bride of Christ, as the children of God. And so it's so important that whilst we are a people who often talk about, oh, we don't have a religion, we have relationship, that our relationship isn't just any old relationship, but our relationship with Jesus is an intimate one, one marked by closeness and one marked with a relationship that um, that pleases him. And especially in a journey of healing, it's so important that you share with him it's so important that you have an intimate 
an open relationship with him and so we're going to look through three different things that are going to teach us through the life of Jesus how to build an intimate relationship with him okay so number one when we look at the life of Jesus we see that Jesus was the one who withdrew frequently to pray with the father so we see this in Luke 6 15 we also see this in Mark 1 35 as well and also in Mark 2 23 these uh, biblical uh, writers they take note to the fact that they observe Jesus taking a step away from everybody else and everything else and just focusing on the father it says he withdrew frequently to pray so there's two things that are super important there that are so key for us to take note of in terms of building intimacy with the father firstly Jesus went to pray. Now, people often are confused about what prayer is. Prayer is communication with God. Prayer, the Lord Jesus taught us how to pray in the book of Matthew where we learn the Lord's Prayer. But there's also prayer where we just have a dialogue, an open conversation with God where we can have that communication where we're hearing the Lord for intercession and we're praying his heart's desire, praying his will into the, the world that we're seeing. But it's also times we just have that communion, that fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And that is prayer. And the Bible teaches us that Jesus withdrew um, to, to have that communication with God. And so it teaches us, as Jesus was one who had such an intimate relationship with God, that prayer, communication with God is a critical component of us being able to be intimate. After all, how could you even have an intimate, a close, a vulnerable relationship with somebody you don't even speak to? So it's so important that we as his children are one to communicate. And another key point of that is that Jesus just didn't go away to communicate with the Father just uh, randomly or sporadically. Our Bible tells us in the book of Luke chapter six that Jesus withdrew to communicate, to pray frequently. Jesus withdrew frequently to pray. So it's telling us that this communication in order to build intimacy has to happen frequently. We can't try and be praying with God um, once a month, not speaking to him, going months without praying, going months without seeking his face and want to build an intimate relationship with him. Ladies in particular, you know how it is. You're trying to build a relationship with a man and you're hearing from him once every two weeks. How are you how can you build intimacy with somebody you don't speak to frequently there needs to be a frequency in your relationship with God so through Christ's behavior he highlights to us that it's imperative that we don't only pray but we pray frequently again in first Thessalonians this is backed up it says we should pray without ceasing so it's inviting us to communicate with God repeatedly and continuously that he wants us to speak to him regularly he wants us to come and have communion to speak with him to pray with him frequently and it goes on in first thessalonians to say because that is the will of god that is god's desire that is god's um that that is what would please god and the thing is about god is that God hasn't brought us in this journey so that we would fail. He doesn't want us to um, not know what to do, but he's given us his word so that we can have the tools and the spiritual technologies available to us to be able to be successful in our Christian walk with him. And Jesus demonstrated that and embodied that in his life, that as he withdrew frequently to pray, so must we also withdraw, so must we also separate time away to be able to come before the throne of grace, humble ourselves and seek the face of God and to pray to him, to commune with him, to speak with him. That's what brings that closeness. Even when you come into a place of prayer, 
and you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. It could be in your car, it could be on the road, it could be in your bedroom. It helps you to always remember, my God is near me. And knowing that God is near, that is also a sign of intimacy. Because you see, intimacy isn't just something that is emotional. Intimacy is spiritual. Intimacy can also be physical. And if, even for those who have had encounters with God, um, God isn't just something like an idol we're speaking to in the air, but he's very real. You can feel his manifest presence. And these experiences, they only come if you remain close if you remain open if you pray with him frequently and so i encourage you as point one that as jesus did let us also be a people who withdraw frequently to pray to commune to speak with our god in order to build intimacy closeness with him okay okay so the second point so we see that Jesus was one who was rooted in the word of God. And so how do we know this? We see this in several places in scripture where Jesus was well versed in the word of God. He he understood, he, he had gone to probably uh, the school that the young Jewish boys would have gone to. He read the Torah, he knew the word of God and he was rooted, he was fixed in it. He knew and he had understood the truth of God's word so much so that he was equipped, thank you Holy Spirit, to use it as a weapon against the enemy. We are reminded in Matthew 4 chapter 1 to 11 where Jesus after 40 days of fasting was visited by Satan um, to be tempted and what happened during that time was that as the enemy was trying to tempt Jesus with all kinds of things, what Jesus came and did was he used the word of God as the sword of the spirit to combat all of the things the enemy was trying to throw at him. And we learn about the importance and the strength of the word of God in Ephesians 5. In Ephesians 5, we see the, the full armour of God and we see the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. We're told to gird our waist in truth, shod our feet in the gospel of readiness, take up our shield of faith, which is going to quench the fiery darts of the enemy. And then we are told about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, every single other piece of that armour is something you use to defend yourself. But the only offensive weapon, the only thing you're going to use to attack in that um, armour is the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. And that's what Jesus did in the in the wilderness or when he was tempted by the enemy he took up the word of God and what he was saying is that I know truth I've spent time in my bible I've spent time in intimacy praying with my God I know what the truth of my God says you can't tempt me with your lies and your false promises Satan I know who I am in God was not just my father who announced this is my son in whom I'm well pleased I know who I am I know what the word of my God says so I'm going to take the word of God and let you know that I actually know the truth while you're trying to feed me lies he was rooted and you see the thing about being rooted it means that you're not tossed to and fro when you don't know the truth of God's word the enemy can easily cause you to sway he can easily deceive you he can easily set you on a path you're not supposed to be going to because you are not rooted think of a plant that's rooted when the wind blows the, the plant doesn't just fly up out of the ground and is knocked around no when a plant is rooted it means when the wind comes when the rain comes it remains firmly fixed into the ground it is not moving and Jesus was this way because Jesus was rooted in the word of God and in likeness the Lord wants us as his sons and daughters to be rooted grounded with the word of God the truth of God's word is like an anchor what is an anchor 
An anchor is something that is um, released from a boat so that when the boat it releases the anchor, it stays fixed in the same position. The enemy wants us to be tossed to and fro. He wants us to be in confusion. He doesn't want us to have clarity. He wants us to always be unsure. He wants us to live faithless lives. You see why as well? Because in Ephesians 5, it talks about how... Um, the shield of faith quenches the darts that he throws at us. So when we don't have faith, it means that we become open to his attack. But the word of God is what we will use to defend ourselves, fend away the enemy and to defend ourselves when he tries to attack us. The word of God is what keeps us stable. The word of God is what keeps us going. How did Jesus live a perfect life? He was filled with the word of God and he was the word of God at the same time. <clears throat> I didn't really have time to go into that. Also, he Jesus was rooted in the word of God and that's how he was able to develop intimacy with the Father. He knew that he had to be praying. He knew he had to be close with God. In reading the word of God, what it opens us up to is learning about our father a lot of the time we believe that the bible is about us it's not about us we have um <clears throat> sorry my nephew's in the background <laughs> i'm just hearing him if the bible teaches us about the father the bible points to jesus every scripture every book it points to jesus there's a revelation of jesus in every book in the bible and so the reason we're able to build intimacy with the father while studying the scriptures is because it's telling us about him and if we understand intimacy to be openness for people to be building a relationship for there to be a connectedness for there to be mutual vulnerability for there to be opening for there to be openness for there to be sharing we then know that God is sharing himself. Jesus is being revealed to us. That builds intimacy. Reading the Bible in itself is an act of intimacy. If we approach his word with the correct heart posture, if our desire is to know Jesus, if our desire is to know the Father, the Bible is one of the most intimate acts that we can ever do because our heart says, Jesus, I want to know you more. I want to know you more. It's like sitting with your lover and saying, talk to me. Tell me about yourself. Tell me about your heart's desires. Tell me about what you want in your future. And that's what we can do when we come to the Bible. We approach the scriptures in humility and say, God, I'm open. Would you teach me about yourself, oh God? Would you fill me up, oh Lord, with a knowledge of you? Would you fill me up with your will? Lord, would I be able to even understand your mind? Lord, would you help me to understand your thoughts, God? I just want to know about you. And that is intimacy with God through the reading of his word. And through that reading of the word and our understanding of the father, Jesus was able to take the word that he knew to be true in the presence of his God and use it as a weapon to take away and to fend off the lies of the enemy. And so many of us are trapped in cycles and trapped in seasons because we live wordless lives. But if we would take up the word and say, Holy Spirit, would you help me to know Jesus? Holy Spirit, would you reveal the Father to me? Holy Spirit, would this word become living and active in my life? Would it be the truth that anchors me? So I would be able to stand in every season and I would be drawn close to the Father. Our lives would be radically changed. I'm telling you, some of you, the only thing missing in your life is the word of God. He wants you to know him through his word i'm so i have to say this because guys i've been i've been fine the whole day i don't know what's happened i've come into my room i'm coughing up a storm i pray you're blessed i feel like it's resistance i pray you're blessed i pray this blesses you i pray this changes your life i pray that it lifts you into a higher place with god i pray it fills you with the wisdom i pray it changes the trajectory of your 2022 because i feel like there's a resistance right now in me saying what i'm saying 
So I really pray it blesses you and blesses you bountifully in the sovereign name of Jesus. We are almost finished. The third point, hallelujah. So the third thing that I observed about Jesus, the Holy Spirit had revealed to me, was Jesus was honest about where he was with God. Jesus wasn't one who hid his heart from God. Jesus didn't try and um, hide his emotions from God, but Jesus was open with the Father. And we see this on multiple occasions, but there was two prominent situations that stood out to me. So we see Jesus when he went to go and meet Mary and Martha um, after Lazarus had died. And they said, Jesus, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus approaches um, the tomb. And this is in John eleven thirty-five, And it says that Jesus wept. Now, I think this, this whole situation here, I think is a bit of a mystery in which Jesus wept. And then he said, move away the stone. They're like, oh, but Lord, it's going to smell. And he said, come on, move that stone, job. <laughs> and then afterwards he said, thank you, Father, for you have heard me. But he didn't say anything in between and clearly John was so close he was writing down everything that Jesus was saying and doing in that moment. But he always sees Jesus wept and he had a dialogue with them and then he said thank you father that you have heard me. And so Jesus knowing that the Holy Spirit makes intercession as we see in Romans 8 for us. That sometimes when we don't know what to say the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us. He knew that his tears were not in vain. He understood that even through his weeping that in his intimacy and fellowship with the Father he had learned something about the power of tears in the presence of God. Hallelujah. And he knew that God had heard his prayer though he had not said anything out of his mouth. That the Lord was able to understand and translate even the weeping and even maybe the groanings of his heart in that moment to bring forth his power to resurrect Lazarus from the dead and so we learn here that even in those times of grief and this time that someone you, you love it says the bible in the bible that Jesus loved Lazarus that someone he loved had died Jesus didn't try and not act like he was sad he wept although he was about to raise him from the dead he wept and we see this again in the garden of Gethsemane in Matthew 26 where we're seeing Jesus and I actually particularly love the the version where Luke wrote it Luke was a physician and so you see he adds a little bit more details that perhaps the other writers wouldn't have noticed because they didn't have the trained eye but we see Luke talking about Jesus and he said that Jesus was sweating blood that in his agony that in his afflictions of his soul when he was realizing for the first time he was going to be separated from the from his father from his God from his Lord and his soul was in agony and in his agony you can probably imagine Jesus weeping and he's stressed and he's sweating blood and he says Lord if you could take this cup from me Lord if this thing could pass over me if you can give it to somebody else I would say do it nevertheless not my will father but thine will be done wow how can Jesus say such a thing Jesus you know why you came here but in that moment in the anguish of his soul Jesus did not hold back how he felt but what he did was he confessed it to God and submitted it under the will of the Father. And that's what we are to do as sons and daughters of God. And especially in your journey of healing, there is no point you trying to come into the presence of God and act like everything is okay when God already knows. There's no point of you trying to pretend that you're all right, that you're not feeling heavy or even depressed, that you're not angry or upset or confused, that you're not dealing with a trauma or you're not feeling insecure or you're not feeling rejected because God sees it. Instead, as Jesus did in a moment when you're when you feel like the weight of the world is upon you or you're even even in any other moment, there's a place for confession before God. There's a place for confession. And we know Jesus had such a 
intimate relationship with the father we see this so much in the book of john through the way that he speaks and how he relates to the father we begin to see that the beauty of intimacy with the father is conformity we're being conformed into his image that this is what he desires for us as his children to look more and more like him to think like him to speak like him to love like him to even to pray in a manner which is pleasing unto him that the beauty of intimacy closeness proximity vulnerability openness with god is conformity and we'll begin to see in our lives, the closer we get with God and the more we become like him, the more that we become like Jesus here on this earth, the more we would see transformation in our lives and in our relationships around us. What would happen if we began to love everybody like Jesus loved us? There would be transformation. There would be transformation and permanent transformation too in people's lives, not just our own. There would be greater impact if our intimacy caused us to conform into the image of the father and this is what he wants for us ultimately that as we grow so close with him we begin to reflect his glory his goodness into the earth that people be us are experiencing him through us they say there's something different about you because they're experiencing christ through us his vessels we are the temples of the holy spirit he already lives on the inside of us and he wants to be revealed. He wants the world to know him. And we are his vessels that should reveal him and point to him. And our speech should point to him. And our behavior and our character should point to him. And this is the beauty of intimacy. That we begin to look more like him in purity, in wholeness, in conduct, in character, in speech. <laughs> this is what he wants for us. And this is found, as I said, in prayer frequent prayer with the lord pray without ceasing as it says in first thessalonians for it's the will of god in reading the bible where we get to know him we have the luxury the privilege of learning who this father is that we call our god and then thirdly in being open honest and transparent with him okay i pray that it's, i pray it's practical i pray it's something that you can apply to your life so Father, I just thank you for what you have done here today. God, I thank you because you are good. You are kind and Lord, you have given us the tools to build intimacy with you, Lord God. That you aren't an unfair God, but you are just God. And you have given us ways to draw close to you and to know you. Lord, I pray for every heart that's listening. God, I pray that they will be able to know you more, God. I pray that you would open up doors, oh God, um, of intimacy like never before, oh God, for all of your children. Oh God, I pray that their hearts would be sensitized to your voice after listening to this. I pray even for a spirit of understanding where some have even tried to read the word and have felt that they haven't been able to understand it and so have felt blocked from knowing you, God. Would you just release that right now? Would you release a spirit of understanding like never before a spirit of revelation oh god into their hearts so they can receive and understand what it is you have to say to them lord i bless you lord i thank you because you love us so much and you are drawing us near like never before in this time lord i pray you would continue to show us more of you jesus would you fill us with more of your heavenly father would you even help us as we draw closer to you to decrease so you can increase in us and our lives and our worlds as we know it can be transformed God, we pray for every heart, God, that's listening to this, that desires um, 
that desires healing in any area lord i thank you because intimacy with you is the solution oh god i pray that as they draw closer to you i pray every trauma every worry every seed of brokenness god every seed of rejection every seed of anxiety every seed of depression will be uprooted oh heavenly father and never to return in their lifetime in jesus name lord god Lord, with you, it's possible. What's impossible for man is possible with you, God. Lord, we declare that nothing is too hard for you, God. And so I pray that they find the transformation that their heart has longed for, oh God, in your presence and in your word, in the sovereign name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amazing, guys. Honestly, <clears throat> so much, as in, I almost passed out during this video. God, <laughs> so much cough, like, honestly. I hope you're blessed by it. I pray it changes your 2022. I pray that it has equipped you. I pray it has encouraged you. Wherever some of you may have felt that, oh, I don't really know how to do this. Don't stop trying. Just do it every day. Set time apart to spend with God, to read your word, to pray, to worship. Start with an hour. Then you'll find yourself getting lost. I'm telling you, that's how it begins. One hour, you'll just see, ah, I've gone past one hour. It's now two hours. Lord, I'm going to be late for work. <laughs> <laughs> i'm testifying um but allow yourself to just grow with god in this season and watch how he begins to transform you i'm telling you it's in his word it's in his presence it's all in him i love you guys so much i'm super grateful for your support and your encouragement so make sure you come back here next week as we continue to um, learn about jesus um in order to get our hearts healed hold made whole hold what that was a skr, skr. <laughs> made whole and restored amen okay see you guys bye hey my loves thank you so much for tuning into the matters of the heart podcast we really appreciate your love and support remember to share this episode with a friend you know needs to hear it and leave us a review on your streaming platform of choice also don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and our youtube channel and follow us on instagram at matters of the heart uk to stay connected with the matters of the heart community till next time don't forget your heart matters to god so it matters to us too take care